I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Hogs and Rebels, 6.30 p.m., Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium this Saturday. Curtis Wilkerson is going to join us to help us talk a little bit about the game and also a little bit of basketball. We'll get into some recruiting stuff as well. And David Johnson from Inside the Rebels is going to help us give a little bit more perspective from the Ole Miss side of things. Keith Grayson is going to join us as well on a show chop full of excuses. This is your Arkansas versus Ole Miss primer. So many ways to watch and listen to the show. You can always follow us live on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Also available on YouTube. Subscribe to that page and hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Throw us a thumbs up, a like on both of those channels. Share the content with somebody else if you think they might like it. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Love to have that five-star review from you. And available anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, everywhere else. All right, Hog Sports is just $1 right now for your first month at HAWGsports.com. Or 30% off for your first year. And I'll tell you why it's a good time to be subscribed to Hog Sports, because we're coming up on the transfer portal window, December 5th, and things are already starting to fall. I mean, you've already had one guy lead the program, Warren Thompson, just left in the middle of the year, at the end of the year, but still. Uh, But a lot of stuff, this is going to be the wildest the wildest period in maybe the history of college sports when you talk about, you know, things like coaching turnover. I'm talking about the whole landscape, not just at Arkansas, uh, but players leaving, players coming in. It's going to be absolutely wild. <laughs> I mean, it's coming. It's coming. So, uh, first thing first, Arkansas beat South Dakota State. Number nine, Arkansas beat South Dakota, Dakota State 71-56 last night in Bud Walton Arena. We'll talk to Curtis a little bit about that here in a minute. But uh, no Nick Smith. Next time up is is in Maui next week. So Arkansas has beaten North Dakota State, Fordham, and South Dakota State. They play Louisville at 4 o'clock on November 21st. That's Monday. And then they play Texas Tech or Creighton on Tuesday and then to be announced on Wednesday. So, man, it's going to be a fun week. You got basketball Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You got Thanksgiving on Thursday. You got Arkansas, Missouri on Friday. 
And then who knows what kind of hell will break loose after that. Nick Smith Jr. named a Wooden Award watch list. Definitely notable. He hasn't played yet. Hope to see him soon. Don't know if it'll be Maui. Feeling like it could be more of the kind of six-week type of new injury, uh, of knee injury, than six days. Five-star big man Bay Fall committed to Arkansas. Just another one. Just another guy next in line. I mean, number 16 overall prospect in the class of 2023. That gives them number 25 and number 16, and they're done. Eric Musselman says they're not going after any more high school guys. They're just going over after elite high school players from now on. I mean, pretty crazy where Arkansas basketball is right now. So, Bayfall is number 16, number 14 on the composite, and Layden Blocker, number 25 on the composite, both five-star recruits in the class of 2023. The rest of them will be decided on guys that are coming back next year and transfer portal. So looking ahead, Ian Jackson, the number two overall prospect in the junior class, he's completed three official visits, looking to visit Arkansas also. The process has been great, he says. Arkansas is a new school that came up recently and has been showing a lot of interest, so I'm connected with them now. I look to visit them at some point. We haven't talked or set anything up, but I hope to see them at some point. And he talks about Coach Musselman a little bit. You can read that. That's from Deshaun London at 24-7 Sports. Had the interview with Ian Jackson, class of 2024 recruit. So already looking ahead, obviously. This is always a fun article. The 10 highest rated commitments. This is in the star rankings era, so you're not going to see Corliss Williamson, who would probably be one because he was number one or two, depending on where you looked at, flipping spots with Othella Harrington back in the day. Nick Smith is number one all time. Number one all time. He's a .9993 overall ranking. Al Jefferson, number two, who never made it to Arkansas. Don't know if we should count him or not. He never came. Bay Falls, number three. Number three, the newest commitment. Anthony Black, number four. Bobby Portis, five. Jordan Walsh, six. Olu Famutimi, seven. B.J. Young is eight. Layden Blocker is nine. And that's all the five stars that have ever signed with Arkansas. Five of them have been under Musselman. So four, nine five stars and five of them under Musselman. Ronnie Brewer's ten. Where Ronnie Brewer's ranked, there's about a 10-spot gap between being a five-star and a four-star. So there's like the last five-star, nine more players, Ronnie Brewer is basically where he would have landed. So you either got to be a five-star if you want to make this list or just barely outside of five-star status. Says a lot about the state of Arkansas basketball. A lot of five-stars. You know who has five-star service? Ozarks Go. Ozarks Go will deliver five-star service to you if you just give them a call. You give them a call at 479-684-4900, but the best way to reach them is to go to the website, ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G. Again, ozarksgo.net slash hog, and you can find out if they're available in your area. Think north of the tunnel in northwest Arkansas. Think northeast Oklahoma. Those are generally the areas. You can also go and just look and find out because they're spread out a little bit and they continue to grow. You can also say, hey, I want Ozarks Go at my house also. They offer 100 up and down internet service, 100 megabits per second, and 1,000 megabits per second up and down, which is what I use, which is what you might want if you stream a lot of stuff, if you uh, have a ton of windows open. I've got monitors all over the place and 
use a lot of internet uploading this. This right now is powered to you by Ozarks Go. I love about them, if you, need a, if you need them for some reason, if you need to call that number, you're moving or something, because you're not going to have any problem with internet service. You're not going to have to unplug it and replug it. It's just going to work. My experience, anyway, is it just works, and I don't think about those guys. But if you need to call them, you're going to talk to a neighbor, somebody from around this area. You're not getting shipped off to a call center or anything. I used to have a problem. when I, The last time I switched to really high-speed internet, I had a problem with the ESPN app. It was always fuzzy. Are you having this problem? I found out it was the modem, the wireless router modem combo that they gave me was antiquated. So I've gotten this tons of a ton of speed, and then I can't watch ESPN. It's just pixelated. Never have had that problem with Ozarks Go, and I doubt you will either. So check them out, ozarksgo.net slash hog. If you're moving, if you've been disappointed with your internet service, they keep jacking your rates up. These guys, you're going to pay the same year one to year two. It's going to be the same. They're not going to jack your rates up in the second year and get you in on some slick promo. Check them out, ozarksgo.net. Trey Biddy stamp of approval. I've used them for almost 18 months now before I ever agreed to talk about them on air. Arkansas is currently 16th in the nation in recruiting with 23 commitments. 15th on 24-7 sports, 16th on the 24-7 sports composite, which combines everything, one spot behind South Carolina. If it ended right now, which there hasn't been a lot of movement lately because, you know, teams do their recruiting and then they start focusing on transfer portal. If it ends right now, this will be the highest-ranked class Arkansas has ever had. There's a nice breakdown from Danny West on Arkansas targets in the top 247. For the class of 2024, including – some Arkansas guys, Walker White, the White Walker, quarterback from Little Rock Christian, now top 100 target, rising from 157 to 92 in the nation. Congratulations, Walker, the White Walker. How come that nickname hadn't caught on? That's got to catch on. It's too easy. It's right there. Danny's got a quick look also. Danny West, you can follow it at Danny West 24-7. He does a show with us on Mondays. But he's got a, a pretty brief list right now on some of the recruits that are expected to come into town. Obviously, it's a 6.30 game. It's going to be really cold. It's going to be fun, though, right? We're going to have a good time with it. Easy for me to say. I'll be in temperature-controlled press box. But uh, should have a good list of visitors, and Danny's got a few up there, and that list is expanding even as we speak. Arkansas projected to go to a bowl game still, Music City. Big Ten versus SEC. Iowa versus Arkansas is this week's projection from CBS Sports. So two games left, still projected to go to a bowl, even though they're not bowl eligible right now with five wins. Uh, last week they had them going to the Vegas Bowl. Would you rather go to Vegas? you got to go to Nashville. I'm good with either one of those spots if that's what it's come down to. Chris Hummer and Brad Crawford are two experts at 24-7 Sports who do college football. They're split on this game. They've got the line at Arkansas plus three. Hummer likes Arkansas 24-21, and Crawford likes Arkansas. Oh, excuse me. Never mind. He likes Arkansas too. They're not split. He likes Arkansas 28-24. Like I was saying last week, man, home field matters. And this is a home game, and it's freaking cold. <laughs> it's going to be so cold, but it's going to be fun. Also, Andrew Ellis, who joins who joined us Monday, he usually joins us. No, I can't remember. We flip flopped back and forth because of the basketball stuff. We're going to have Curtis here in just a second, though. Uh, but he's got uh, a breakdown of the red shirt watch. Also, a couple of guys that you know, Isaiah Satania. He's got 
two games left, so I, I think maybe we see him the next week in the in the bowl game. Jalen Lewis, James Joyner can play all these games, and Marion Harris. You've got several guys like Patrick Kudis, Jordan Crook, Eli Stein, Rashad DeBinion. Those guys have played in every game. Nico Davier's played in nine games. Manny Powell. Has Manny Powell played in eight games? Has he been on special teams playing eight games? Is that right? Sam Bacchus played in seven. Max Fletcher, seven. Quincy McAdoo, six. Tyrus Washington, four. Washington is not playing anymore. He's going to hold on to his red shirt. But the other guys I mentioned uh, have no red shirt now. So Let's get to Curtis. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. For those of you who don't follow Curtis Wilkerson, what are you doing? If you're a Razorback fan, even if you're a casual, if you're a casual, as Josh Pate says, uh, you still need to be following Curtis Wilkerson. His basketball coverage, elite. Next level. I mean, the amount of content that he cranks out after every game and before every game to preview it, it's just incredible stuff by Curtis. Curtis, how you doing, man? Trey, I'm doing good. I'm Actually, just kind of hanging out, watching this uh, Trevor Brazil dunk on replay. I know. I've just got it on loop. I've watched it about 25 times, and that's not an exaggeration. I forgot, though, I had a uh, uh, somebody commented on YouTube that the worst part of the show was when I waste time uh, – with pleasantries and saying hello and stuff. So just the facts, Curtis, let's get to it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the facts about that, uh, what, what Trevor Brazil did last night, that was the most, you know, impressive athletic feat I, I think I've ever seen in person. I mean, mm-hmm. it was borderline criminal. Hell, I've, I've seen guys get arrested on Dixon street for less than what <laughs> Trevor did to that jackrabbit last yeah. night. <laughs> I mean, that was, I like was what, uh, I like what Manny said, uh, they're children watching. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, when, when you've got LeBron James reposting on Instagram and Magic Johnson commenting, I mean, you, you know you did something pretty special. Oh, wow, there, Magic but, Magic commented? That's nice. Yeah, Magic Johnson commented. You know, it, it's just uh, – it, it's really incredible. And, you know, it, I think we all understand how athletic mm-hmm. Trevor Brazil is and, and what he brings to the table there. But, you know, that's what Musman was saying after the game is, hey, we're trying to get this guy more involved on the perimeter – uh, putting the ball in his hands, letting him attack guys off the dribble. I mean, he leads the team in three-point makes and percentage. I know it's only been three games, but, I mean, geez, I think they got a pretty special guy here. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, he really stood out to me in this game. Uh, Ricky Council, again, I mean, three games, he's led Arkansas in scoring all three times. They needed somebody to step up uh, and emerge into that role, and, and he's really done that nicely. So the transfer is standing out. Uh, defense, smothering, suffocating, guarding the three-point line again, creating turnovers. Uh, really, you know, I think all things considered, through this three-game homestand, you've pretty much gotten exactly what you've hoped for 
uh, out of the Razorbacks, and we'll see what happens in you know in Maui and how it translates. But so far, so good. Curtis Wilkerson joining us again. You can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore on Twitter. He has a sister show called Hog Hoops Live. Not doing it this week because the the game is on Wednesday, and we still got the Thursday football show. So we're just having him on as a guest. He also does a stand up after some games. Not all games, but but some of them if he's feeling it. And I'll link that up here also. I'm gonna actually it's over here. Link that over here. I'm holding my finger up, Curtis, so I remember where to put it. But uh, you can check out his stand-up uh, live reaction after the game last night against South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Um, you know, I was thinking this, Curtis, too. Like, uh, Trevon Brazil, I was thinking he's probably the best dunker since maybe Daniel Gafford, maybe before that. Gafford certainly threw some down, but he also might just be the best dunker since Ricky Council. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good point. You know, Council, he had that one – uh, just explosive two-hand dunk. It was kind of in transition and traffic. It came out of nowhere. I, I thought he was just going to maybe lay it up. And mm-hmm. he really went and powered it. And he had one where he kind of caught on the short corner, uh, just ripped it baseline and tomahawked it. And both of those were highlights. I mean, I had it written in, in my notes in the off-the-dribble story. Uh, and then it just got completely overshadowed by what Trevin did. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's pretty exciting. You know, Musk was uh, – I think he put out a tweet. He does his post-game autopsy reports, which are really cool, by the way. Uh, and he was saying that, you know, at the rim, that Council and Brazil were, you know, combined eight for 10 and talking about how efficient that was. And you know, I commented, I, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, if your head is consistently at the rim, it's a lot easier to put the ball through it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, some some really athletic, explosive guys on this team. If there's one thing that's for certain, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch because of that high flying capability. Council, I, I really love Council. The only thing I don't like about him, I can't stand when you don't have a fundamentally sound shot, and he's kind of got a two hand, like a little bit of a push with his yeah. with his left hand. That's the only thing. That's the. But I feel like he's going to be a guy that's going to be there every single game. You know, filling up the stat sheet. I agree. Yeah, I'm really anxious to see what he looks like. You know, once Nick comes back, because uh, you know I think he'll be your you know your alpha type scorer. If you have a guy like Council who you can rely on as kind of that secondary guy, you know, mm. you've, you've got a Batman and Robin situation there in the backcourt, uh, man, he could be really dangerous because all of a sudden you're taking, you know, uh, he's got the primary defender on him right now, right? And, mm. and so all of a sudden you got that guy guarding Nick, you have a lesser defender guarding Council. It might, might make him even more efficient. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I've been really impressed with what he's done so far. Uh, kind of knew that he was a guy who's going to be explosive in transition. Uh, you know, and, and kind of a terror out there on the wing. But I've been really impressed with the way he's handled having the ball in his hands and being a playmaker and creating. They're using him in ball screens. He's almost two to one on assist to turnovers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't say enough about the job the council's done so far. He's been huge for this team's success. Looking ahead, Curtis, you always do keys to victory. We're not we're not going to talk too much about Maui, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and jump over to football just for. Uh, for time's sake, but uh, you always do keys to victory, five burning question. The keys are always turnovers, penalties, special teams, and this time you picked the red zone. That's, I mean, we may <laughs> might should just permanently add that with this Arkansas team. That's, I, I, I think that's essentially what I said, and you know, in the comments on it, I try to get a little creative with that from time to time. But man, I mean, where else do you need to point? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> if Arkansas gets down there. Uh, well, they got to put some points on the board. It's crazy. You know, the offense was averaging over 30 points per game uh, until the last two weeks, and they've combined for, what, 29 in, mm-hmm. in the last two weeks. And, uh, man, you just you just got to convert when you get down there. You know, the, the drive that really stood out to me, 
last week was when you get that turnover deep in the red zone, you don't, you get nothing out of it. Yeah. You know, not three, not six, nothing. And you know, I thought it was interesting. Sam Pittman's comments the other day when he was asked about some of the struggles down there, and, you know, he's like, well, they're not really blocking the edge, not getting knocked back. We're, we're not, you know, not willing to throw play action down. You had a whole laundry list of things that they need to work on. Uh, so hopefully that's what they've been doing. And then they can have some more success down there because, uh, you know, early in the season, Arkansas was gaining yards and chunks, but mm-hmm. they weren't putting up the points to match it. Uh, and now, obviously, you know, the, the quarterback situation is, has played into that, but they're not getting the yardage that they were in, in previous weeks, and they're also not getting points to go along with it. So, yeah. you know, and it's not defense hey, turning things around. I mean, I want to score for them. Yeah, it's, and it's not just a Malik Hornsby deal. I mean, KJ mm-hmm. wasn't able to get in at the goal line, you know, at, uh, to, to, basically tie the game against Liberty, you know. So, it's it's been a problem all season. Of course, it goes back to, you know, the Texas A&M game, which kind of was a turning point moment for this team. They just kind of hadn't felt the same. Arkansas hasn't put together a four-quarter game yet. Like, I, I think they did it like six times last year where you felt like, yeah. man, they were just clicking everywhere. They haven't done it once this year. That's a really good point. It, it's true. I was kind of thinking about that the other day. Like, when, you know, what was Arkansas's best game this year? Was it, you know, the South Carolina game? I, I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to say when you look back at it, but you're right. You know, it's, you hear, uh, it's such a catchy phrase, you know, complimentary football and, you know, playing well in all three phases. And it seems like every week, uh, you know, maybe they excel in one area, but there's been something that's kind of held them back from really putting it all together. Uh, well, you got two more opportunities and you need at least one of them to clinch bowl eligibility. Yeah. I, I really hope they take care of business this weekend. I mean, it, I think for these seniors, uh, man, you would really like to go out with a nice game at, at home. Uh, they need to win this one just to salvage a, a winning record at mm-hmm. home, which is it, it's surprising to me. Just didn't think they'd be in this position. All right, Curtis, anything that you yeah. want to add before we cut you loose? No, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I, I'll, I'll say this. I, I'm going to be happy to be in that temperature-controlled press box, yeah. too. Uh, might be a better situation in, you know, in Maui where the basketball team is going to be, but uh, it's hard to beat some SEC night football. It's about time uh, that they get a nighttime game in, mm-hmm. in conference play, so looking forward to that. I recommend the fingerless gloves, Curtis, up against that glass with that temperature. It's still going to get kind of cold on your knuckles. So if you got I, any, I, bring I might them. have to do that, man. <laughs> All right, brother. Appreciate you. Yep, anytime. All right, everybody. That's Kurt Wilkerson. Again, follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. He is the Hog Sports Senior Analyst. Covers everything from football, basketball, even a little baseball. Even helps on recruiting from time to time. So, all right. Next up, we're going to David Johnson. If I can find him. There he is. All right. So, David is the publisher over at Inside the Rebels. Where you at, David? There you go. And does a great job over there. Hello. David, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. You're on uh, Hog Sports Live. And uh, if those of you who aren't familiar with David, uh, he's over at Inside the Rebels. You can follow him at Rebels247 on Twitter. And he's been doing this for a number of years. This is, I don't know, we probably had you on the show three or four times now, David. And uh, always enjoy your insight on the other side of things. Let's just jump right into it. I go with you. Yeah, man. Right. Let's talk. 
Let's talk about the uh, the injury report first of all. We're not going to steer too far away from the behind enemy line segment that we did. Just do it for our listeners. Uh, what can you tell us about the injury report, suspension report, who's been out, who might be returning this game? Yeah, you know, probably the uh, number one guy that uh, Arkansas fans would be interested in is whether or not Zach Evans is going to play Saturday night. Mm -hmm. uh, Zach suffered a concussion against Alabama last Saturday. The word we're getting is that he's got to pass a concussion test, probably administered this morning. They felt pretty good that he would pass that test this morning. I don't have official word on that right now, but I expect Zach Evans is going to be in that Ole Miss backfield as part of that one-two punch mm. with Quinshawn Judkins Saturday night. Michael Trigg dressed for the Alabama game as a tight end transfer from USC. Um, Lane said he really didn't think he was in playing shape. He had been out for a while with a broken collarbone. Um, so Trigg is probable, I would say, for Saturday night. Um, and other than that, you know, Ole Miss is pretty healthy coming into this game. They did a lot of healing over the bye week before the Alabama game. So injury is really not a big concern for the Rebels as long as Zach Evans is back there to give Quinshawn Judkins a little relief. You know, based on my experience, David, every this is 100%. Every single time there has been a concussion concern with an Arkansas player one week, they did not play the next week. So I, I think I might go the other side, but maybe we have a little side bet or something whether or not Zach Evans yeah, plays. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, that that's very true. Um, concussion protocol is kind of a weird thing um, with the testing that these kids have to go through. But, you know, it did knock him out of the game. He wasn't able to come back. Uh, but, you know, the reports I'm getting is, is they think he's been very close to passing mm -hmm. some of the tests he's taken this week that they think he can pass today and be ready to play. So I'll take that bet. I'm going to say Zach Evans plays against the Razorbacks Saturday. Night. Okay, good. We'll have to figure out something to to make it for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Jack, Jackson Dart, I was curious what your impressions are. Obviously he had really huge shoes to fill, but he's he's done an admirable job. He has. He really has. Uh, you know, it took him four games to officially win the job outright from Luke Altmeyer, and, uh, you know, since that point, he has really kind of settled in and managed this offense well. His mistakes are, 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 are less, um, and, you know, he has done a good job. Uh, Ole Miss fans might not be happy with his performance in those last uh, series of plays last week against Alabama, but, you know, Jackson Dart has adapted well. I, I think the best is yet to come with him. Uh, I think he'll grow tremendously over the offseason, and Ole Miss will have one of the top quarterbacks in the SEC next year. Um, he's just 19 years old, uh, so, you know, they turned the throttle over to a young kid this year, and he has done pretty well. Now, fortunately, he's been blessed with a great backfield that he can hand the football off to either Quinshawn Judkins or Zach Evans, and it takes a lot of pressure off of him, but... Um, Good job. Yeah, I'd agree. Jackson Dart has done a swell job. Arkansas brought in eight scholarship transfer additions last year, nine total, including uh, Cade Fortin, the walk-on quarterback. 
They brought in nine transfer additions, which in most years that seems like a lot. You know, just just a few years ago, you know, two or three guys. You know, it seems like it goes up every every year. And we're on the precipice of what I think is going to be the absolute wildest off season ever in terms of players coming and going. But Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, they're already a year ahead of it. I mean, seventeen total transfer additions. A lot of these guys are having a major impact. I mean, what are your thoughts on – because I've I got to be honest with you, looking at it, I was like, man, that's too many new guys. That's too many new faces. But, no, I yeah. was completely wrong on that. Ole Miss is 8-2 and two right now with a lot of these guys playing major roles. And everybody that Arkansas brought in, every single one of them, all eight, nine guys, every one of them has played a major role for Arkansas this season. Yeah, you know, I was listening to uh, Sam Pittman's press conference Monday, and he was asked something about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I left believing Arkansas is going to go more heavy in the portal this offseason. Um, Ole Miss, certainly, uh, they're they're going to the portal again. I mean, you know, but there's a lot going on over here that, you know, we just don't know what the answers are going to be right now uh, as to whether Lane Kiffin will be coaching Ole Miss, you know, beyond next Thursday night, really and truly, with the Egg Bowl. So, you know, um but whoever it is is definitely going to have to work the portal. These guys came in. Ole Miss brought 17 guys in. And, um, you know, they, they assumed leadership roles with this team, and I think they've handled it extremely well. Um, you know, I think Lane and his staff made it so that they kind of kind of by osmosis kind of melded their way into the older guys. But, you know, one of the amazing things about Ole Miss, Trey, is 55% of this roster, this is their first year in in a red and blue Rebel jersey. 55%. So, you know, that's counting, you know, first-year high school guys and transfer guys and whatnot. But that's really an amazing number. And the chemistry, I haven't seen that be an issue with this team this year at all. I think everybody kind of came together. Everybody fit well. And, uh you know, Ole Miss has really got an incredible season going. I mean, they're they they've got the possibility of winning ten games two years in a row at stake uh, Saturday night. So, um, you know, and I don't think anybody would have done that when you look at the losses. No one would have predicted that. You look at the losses off last year's team. Matt Corral's gone. Sam Williams is gone. Uh, all your entire offensive backfield gone. Your two leading receivers gone uh linebackers gone defensive linemen gone i I mean and you know lane went to work and rebuilt the roster and you know while there's a there's a little bit of an air of disappointment for Ole miss right now everybody wanted them to beat alabama obviously and still be chasing lsu Mm -hmm. uh but that didn't happen but but they can still win 10 games and go to a great bowl game and win 10 games back-to-back seasons for the first time in a long time. But again, you know, it's kind of like purgatory right now because, again, you don't know if Lane Kiffin is going to be coaching this team after next Thursday night. And the work he's done in Oxford, Mississippi, has been absolutely fabulous, incredible. Um, So that's kind of setting the stage for Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, if he did go to Auburn, that's kind of wild to think he would be the second coach to go from Ole Miss to Auburn because Tuberville did it back in the day. You know, maybe yeah. you, maybe you have a point there uh, talking about the locker room and the chemistry and stuff because 
usually when you're in a relationship with somebody, the first year is usually the smoothest. <laughs> and yeah, then after yeah. that, you start at you have your first fight, and then you know things go. So maybe the the secret is bringing just older guys in and keeping them together for a year, and then resetting everything yeah. after that. You, you know, I've been married 28 years. It's hard for me to go back that far, but yeah. I believe you. I think it's right. Yeah. So uh, we'll wrap you up with this, David. How do you think this game is, is going to play out? It's going to be it's going to be a cold one. KJ Jefferson is expected back. Both teams seem relatively healthy overall. So how do you think this one's going to play out? I think it's going to be a dogfight. Uh, I, you know, you look at Ole Miss and Kiffin's high powered offense and KJ running the Arkansas offense, and you want to go, yeah, this is going to be like last year. It's going to be a fifty-two fifty-one shootout. I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I think we're going to see something similar to the game you guys played against LSU last Saturday. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle, maybe a little bit higher scoring, but um, you know, I think the winner is going to be in the twenties, probably the low twenties and the losers going to be in the teens. And uh, you know, I I'm looking forward to it, but I think you're right. It's going to be very cold and, Look, I don't care what anybody says, and I don't care if any coach wants to ignore it, but when it's 25 degrees out there, that ball is harder, yep. okay? It's harder to catch. It's harder to throw. It's harder to it's kick. It's easier to drop. And, you know, that's just a fact. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Lane was asked about that earlier this week, and uh, he's like, well, I'm going to be cold, and I've got some special – camouflage gear coming in from real tree to keep me warm but with the kids as long as it's not raining it shouldn't be an effect i disagree with that yeah i mean look, i played football i know when you get hit in the knuckles or in the belly or mm -hmm. on the legs when it's cold it hurts worse so you know we'll see we'll see but uh i think it's going to be a dog fight i really do trey mm -hmm. yeah i think you're right all right david appreciate you joining me as always and uh We'll talk to you again soon, man. All right, Trey. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care, David. All right, everybody. That's David Johnson. Again, follow him at Rebels247 on Twitter. Does a great job over there. And he's right, man. I can remember back. Let's see. I was a sophomore. I was a sophomore in high school, and we were playing Monticello. And all the older players, all the seniors and stuff said, it's gut check. You know, you're not – don't wear anything under your pads, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> and I mean, I'm talking – it was sleeting. It was freezing cold. And so, of course, we, we get out there. It's a way game. It's at Monticello. And all these dudes are bundled up. And I have nothing under my pads, and I was freezing. So, we had to wear, you know, a, a shirt and tie on game days at school all day. And so, I went back to my locker at halftime. I put on my dress shirt. <laughs> And so I wore a dress shirt, and I got in, uh, started playing in the second half of that game, and uh, I, I played uh, against Monticello with a with a dress shirt on in that game. Yeah, it makes an impact. Kicking, catching, throwing, everything. It'll affect the offenses, I think, in this one. And that's why I think we're more likely to see a dogfight than some team pull away or something.
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Should be interesting to see how it goes. All right, Keith Grayson. We haven't had Keith on for a while. Keith has been busy coaching high school teams. Just blanked his old his old. Uh, where are we at? Just blanked his old uh, employer, like twenty eight nothing or something. So that's why I didn't want to talk last week. I tried to have him on. He's like, nope, too busy. What's up, Trey? Hey Keith, I'm supposed to do away with pleasantries. The guy said he didn't like uh, he didn't like me saying how you doing and stuff. So he just wants to get straight to the facts. Well, if you read all the YouTube comments, you would never have me on the show again. <laughs> well, there, you're definitely blast. divisive. There's there's a lot of positive comments too. Some people some late, like, love to does, hate you. Some, some some dudes on there are like, why does this guy get on and talk about himself the entire time? Does after the episode where you basically mm-hmm. ask me questions directly right. about like the Petrino era? I mean, I was answering your questions. Right, but exactly, I'm not as I'm not as uh, soft as some of you guys, uh, you and uh, Kendall Bryles. I'm not going to block people on Twitter. I, I I like stuff like that. You block you, you block by? you blocked me on Twitter. You're the only person that I've blocked on Twitter. But it's just <laughs> has Kendall has Kendall blocked you yet? No. Why would he block me? He's blocked half the fan base. No. What's up with that? I don't know. Can't take a little criticism? The only time I block people is when they say something kind of vulgar or something, or I just don't have time for it. But I, my my number of blocks is probably 10 or something all time. Not too the many. the coaches are on social media a little too much? Do what? <laughs> are they on the social? coaches are on social media a little too much? Well, I don't – I have heard Sam Pittman say some things a few times that he hears. I don't know if he's on social media, but people are relating to him and he's listening to it sometimes. I don't know how much, but um, – I mean, you can't. You just, you just can't. I get. I like getting in arguments with people too. Sometimes, I guess. Keith, let's get to it. We're doing exactly what uh, what I was asked not to do. <laughs> what do you think about this matchup? What do you think about? Are you are you in Fayetteville? Are you coming to the game? Yeah, I'm in Valley RV. I was at the basketball game last night. Nice. Okay. Um, what do you think about the game? I'm about to go to Oven and Tap, another place that has high reviews online. Yeah. <laughs> For, um, no, the game. I mean, so you just did a you just did a prop bet with David Johnson to mm. see if, if the injured. trainers that yeah. if the trainers that have all the integrity in the world mm-hmm. to go out there for fake injuries are going to put a kid back in the game that was unconscious yeah. on a hit, and they're, they you think they care about Zach Evans that much to hold him out of that? <laughs> that if they if they play him, he was. Yeah. I saw that hit. And he was unconscious before he hit the ground and fumbled, mm-hmm. and his hands were locked up in that position like Tua. And if they play him this weekend, that is like, I mean, it's again coming from the same training staff that runs out on the field 
and they're like, hey, man, stay down. We need a free timeout here. Yeah. We're going to do it on the next play with the next defensive lineman. Dude, I always wonder about that. Like, what is the conversation with the, tra- with the training staff? Because it, is it like Lane's like, hey, look, we're going to have some guys fake injuries, and you guys just play along with it. Compromise your integrity here as a medical trainer and just play along. Is that is that the conversation that they're having? 100% that it has to happen. Yeah, they're they're in there each other's ears. And then if I swear, if they play this kid, like, <laughs> anyway, you're going to lose that bet. I've only seen it happen one time. Texas A&M had a guy, I think it was this season, maybe I think it was this season who uh, – uh, who, I think I was talking to Jeff Charpley, and he was like, yeah, he's got concussion-like symptoms, all that stuff. Uh, and then he played in the game. That's the only time I think I've seen it since concussion stuff became so serious, or not since it became serious, since people became aware of it, I should say. Well, I think it changes the complexion of the game. I mean, if, if he's out. Yeah, um, they still got Quinshawn I mean, Judkins, though. Quinshawn Judkins, dude, he's got – so he was the number 46-ranked running back recruit in the country, Okay. He, that is the easiest position to evaluate in all of sports, running backs. You can run or you can't, right? He's got 1,100 yards and 15 touchdowns this season. 15 touchdowns. Yeah, it's that, uh, it's that system that is – people don't understand, like, the RPO stuff. They think it has to be, like, a running quarterback, but you want to compromise somebody on – you know, right. put a – outside linebacker and overhang and conflict and based on what they do right you either hand it off or throw it doesn't have anything to do with the running of the quarterback very Um, it has some but not near not near as much as the running back in the pass it doesn't it doesn't hurt it adds another dimension to it Mm -hmm. right so and you're just playing triple option football from with a wide receiver on a bubble slant or however bang whatever you want to run out of that and then um with kj like because technically like Technically, um, Fortin could play the RP, the RPO offense, but he just can't run. You know, he's not going to run through the A gap like KJ can. It's just a different element of it. And mm-hmm. the, and what what they run at Ole Miss is very very difficult to defend. And and hopefully our defense shows up in the same way. And we're running the same. You know, we we've been running this this odd front and. They basically have been running some base stuff out of it. You know, what they run against Mississippi State, how they're doing the drop eight, mm-hmm. that works against Mississippi State, and they kind of applied that to every game um, up until a couple weeks ago. And you got to blitz more. I mean, you got to – that's why Chris Paul sending him on some delayed blitzes um, and, and you're seeing him well. just – get loose on stuff is because that was that should have been in the defense moving forward you like mm-hmm. if you're running that tight front or mint or whatever they want to call it you can't base out of that or you're going to get steamrolled and um anyway but yeah how about that for uh i love it i had to choose two 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 nil people right mm-hmm. Trey Knox and chris paul I, I should be hired to evaluate talent <laughs> you pick two good ones there uh, Keith runs uh, – uh, would you say you run or you're on the board for 4th and 25 Fund, which is uh, a charitable organization that uses athletes at Arkansas to help promote uh, the charities that they're interested in? Trey Knox and Chris yeah. Paul. Yeah. I founded it, and then we have a bunch of people that help run it. Pinto and mm-hmm. my buddy Preston Smith and 
um, there's there's a, a f- friends of mine, and they're all on your message board, coincidentally enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have another one. We uh, signed a high school high school athlete uh, out of the state of Kansas. That we'll be announcing soon. Oh, gotcha. So. Out of the state of Kansas, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think I could guess. Um, okay, so uh, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? Tomorrow night, you're going to be at the game. Where are you sitting? And last last time. I remember you – it's not the last game you went to, but the Texas game, I can remember you had the um, – what do you call the thing you shout through? Oh, the megaphone. The megaphone. You threw it through the uprights. It kissed off and in as you <laughs> as you raced out onto the field. Um, it's going to be a cold one. Where are you sitting, and uh, what do you expect to see out of this game? Last question. So, so I have north end zone season tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only been able to make it to one game. I was at the A&M game. But Keith I, lives in Arizona, this, by the way, for those who don't know. He's the former founder and president of the Arizona Razorback Club. Yeah. Um, drove in on the with the cousin Eddie to the end and uh, drove 14 hours in the snow on, on Tuesday mm-hmm. or Monday. Anyway, um, yeah, we're in the north end zone, which is going to luck out. Usually, like – you know, it's not an ideal view of the game, but you have that access to the inside now. Yeah. And um, so we got uh, bringing the baby. So got a four month old um, that we're going to, you know, weather the storm with him. So we'll see how much he can take. But <laughs> he, it's like going to be like 25 degrees at the end of the game. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you see how tough he is. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Taking the layered look. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to. I don't know if he's going to have any fingerless gloves or mm. anything on, but fingerless gloves are key a, to media people. I started a trend across media. Sense, I can't believe. Okay, so you. This is probably why you're getting like losing followers and stuff because you're. T- I'm talking not about losing wearing, followers. <laughs> what are you talking a, about? On and a like a bow tie with a button up shirt under your football pads. Like you, you were you've been yeah. weird for a minute. Well, that was. No, I didn't wear the bow tie. I just wore the the dress shirt. But yeah, I was I was tricked by the older players that we we're gonna have a gut check and uh, had to go You're put on the shirt. You're a sense with a with a fingerless gloves, and you say it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say what a lot? Fingerless gloves because it's like a drinking game. <laughs> they're important. They keep your knuckles warm so you can type. Otherwise, you just get froze up. It's a problem. So I was supposed. So I texted you before this, and I was like, "Hey, I'm available. I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to do an in studio." Yeah, I just saw I'm available, I, and I stopped reading. And you said, "Okay, see you then." Yeah. And you know, I have your address, I right? Know. So I was just gonna not show because up. not because I gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be clear. I'm a real estate broker. <laughs> yeah, you it. looked it up. Yeah, I got you. Well, how do you? What do you think score is going to be Saturday? Keith? Thirty twenty-seven. Thirty twenty seven, good guys. No idea. The score of the game is going to be thirty twenty seven. Okay, yeah, could be. A What's who is the line three? Lines three. Yep. Yeah. Thirty twenty seven. I don't know. I feel like Vegas has nailed it a little too close here recently. I have to go against. Well, the Vegas other thing is, you know, Pittman's been really good against the spread for the first two years, and not so much this year. So right. they're trying to make some money back on him, and. It's kind of one of those things, like it's going to bounce in your favor eventually. So right. maybe we'll, uh, maybe we should money line the hog. But if you see any of those people on that are quoting Bet Saracen on Twitter, don't mm-hmm. believe them because they're over. Like they haven't been right on anything. So don't get your gambling advice off of Twitter. That's my well, eighty percent uh, of the people in Arkansas who bet the game last week were wrong. Eighty percent of the money was on LSU last week at three and a half or more. 
Yeah, if you see any guaranteed picks on Twitter from a 22-year-old kid, don't take that bet. <laughs> Go opposite. Go That's opposite. my advice of the day. All right, brother. Well, enjoy the game. All right. Since I wasn't able to come to your house mm-hmm. and you reneged on that, then I'll just watch your back after the game. That's all I can say. I okay. If you see any scooters approaching at 22 miles an hour. Yeah, in 22-degree weather. Wear a helmet. <laughs> Lighter, brother. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's Keith Grayson again. Follow <laughs> you can follow Keith. He's at fourth. I need to. This is an old Twitter handle, but he's at fourth and twenty-five now. Uh, fourth and twenty-five. Fun. I think. I think that's what he does. So just looking at it real quick, the Ole Miss defense has really improved, like in every single category from where they were last year. A lot of that is an impact of the transfer additions. They're only allowing twenty-two point four points a game. Um, you know, they're pretty close to middle of the pack where they have kind of separated themselves. They're getting to the quarterback well, 2.8 sacks a game, that's third, and TFL, 6.1 uh, tackles per game, that's fifth. But uh, pretty much improved in every major category from last year on defense this year. Just looking at the stats, Jackson Darts, 150 of 247, 2,123 yards, that's 60.7%. It's a 147.3 efficiency rating. 15 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. That's why the efficiency rating isn't exceedingly high. It's still a good efficiency rating. You know, compared to Jefferson, I think Jefferson's at like 164 right now, and that's including the last game that he had. Quinchon Junkins, we mentioned him, 205 carries, 1,171 yards, 5.7 yards per carry, 15 touchdowns. Zach Evans, 114 carries, 692 yards, 7 touchdowns, averaging 6.1 yards a carry. Those have been the two top backs for them. Jonathan Mingo, Malik Keith, very good wide receivers. Jordan Watkins, too. Treg, who mentioned expecting back for this one. Uh, but Mingo is 37 catches for 723 yards and five touchdowns. Heath is 38 catches for 614 yards and three touchdowns. Ole Miss is good, 8-2. and two. They, lost to, uh, they lost to LSU pretty convincingly on the road. It's like 30-something to 16 or something, 17, something like that. Uh, and then they lost to Alabama, which Alabama got away with a few things in that one. Including at the end of the game, I mean, they shoved. I believe it was Will Anderson just shoved Dart's head in the ground and then shoved him again, and no call. Not the time to be doing that kind of stuff. You talk about undisciplined. Reason Alabama's kind of been in some of the situations they've been, but they they got away with that. All right, I think we've covered everything I want to cover. Ramped up the excuses today. Feel good about Arkansas's chances in this one. Before we get out of here, I want to remind you one more time, you got to go check out Ozarks Go. They don't have any excuses because they don't need any. They just work. Go to ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G. If you want to try new internet service, you're disappointed in your old service, they're charging you too much, it quits working, it should not stop working. It's 2022, people. Your internet should just work. It should just glide. It should be smooth. You should never just pop off internet. It's like, what, what's happened? I don't know, honey. Go plug it in and unplug it again. should never happen. And I know some of you older people out there, because I've talked to you, you've got an internet guy. I'm the kind of person, I go over to people's houses and I calibrate their TVs for them, <laughs> just because I'll see, like, oh, you got interpolation on. Come on. And I'll fix their TVs and stuff, give them advice. I'm a maven, some people have said, in a sense. But I like to help people out, and I'm a big believer in Ozarks Go well before I had them for this. But 
some older people I'll go over, you know, like, man, I'll test their internet. It's one of the first things I do when I, cause you know, the job line of work I'm in, I'll test the internet speed where I'm at. And if I notice it's poor, um, you know, I'll, I might say something and I've had, had some of them say like, well, I got to call my internet guy. Let me call my internet guy. You should not have an internet guy. If you've got some random person who you're paying money to come fix your internet, that's not how it's supposed to work. It's just supposed to work. You need Ozarks Go, and that's all you need. That's all you ever need is Ozarks Go, and it just works. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it? you like to have your friends come over? Hey, what's your password? You give them your password so they can log on to your internet. It just works nice and smooth, easy peasy. That's what you get with Ozarks Go. Great price. They're not going to jack your price up in the second year. Go to ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G. I'll leave a, uh, some information in the description. You can reach them at 479-684-4900 if you choose to call them. But the best way is ozarksgo.net slash hog. See if we got anything interesting from somebody. Any interesting comments? Keith Grayson is the wild to your hog, says George Almost See, some people like you, Keith. Uh, let's see. Would you want to go to Auburn right now? Auburn will have at least to at least match Ole, uh, Ole Miss. I don't see that happening. Jonathan Parker says their guy mentioned firing him twice. What is that? It's a response to something. Got a lot of responses. From what I've heard, KJ is close to 100%. Keep in mind, I'm in Florida, so I don't hear everything that's being said up there. What's your take? Uh, he's looked fine in practice. He's thrown with velocity. That's enough for me. Nobody's 100% right now. Everybody's dinged up. What's our biggest advantage against Ole Miss? Crowd, home field, in a cold environment, familiarity. It's a lot of even things about these teams. Ole Miss has played better football this year, though. Arkansas has had some really unfortunate injuries. They haven't played a, clean, a complete game yet, not having K.J. Jefferson. If they had K.J. Jefferson, if he was healthy and made it through the whole season, we'd be complaining about seven wins right now and that they're not winning the way you want them to win and stuff like that. Maybe even better than that. Who knows what it would happen if they'd gone to Starkville and had K.J. Jefferson healthy or a better healthier secondary. Tim Eskew says we're all concerned. Tim, you're the one that said you didn't like the pleasantries. You want me to do, avoid the pleasantries, just get to the point. Just the facts, sir. He didn't think he'll play to the second half of the, for the Razorbacks. I mean, if it's like a six-week MCL deal, then we're looking to probably SEC play then, right? All right. I don't think there's anything that we have not covered here. Jonathan Parker says, KJ play, and I say yes. I say, yeah, he's playing. All right, everybody. I want to thank Curtis Wilkerson for joining us, providing his insight with Razorback basketball and a little bit of the game. And, of course, David Johnson for helping us claim a little bit more information from the Ole Miss side of things. And Keith Grayson, of course. It's good to have Keith back. He always provides a little bit of levity to the show, always entertaining. And, uh, yeah, he does know where I live. So, I got to be nice to Keith. All right, everybody, you got to keep certain people close to you. <laughs> and Keith falls in that category. All right, everybody, Arkansas Ole Miss, 6.30 p.m., SEC Network. 
should be entertaining. It's going to be a cold one. I'll see you there. All right, everybody, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. Next time I talk to you, you'll be on the walk and talk, walking outside of Razorback Stadium, uh, freezing, bundled up, kind of like last time, except for colder. All right, everybody, we'll catch you next time. I told you imaginary friends are real. This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.